Welcome back to Resolved. We all encounter difficult issues at times. Life can get tough and it may seem impossible. But no matter what and through it all, Jesus Christ is the answer. And through him, we can rise up and be more than conquerors. Today's message is about sharing the gospel. Have you ever shared the gospel with someone? Have you ever realized the effect it would have? You can learn more next on Resolved. Now let's join Pastor Tom Porter. I would ask that you turn to the book of Proverbs. We're going to look at one verse this morning. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 28. And it says there, To remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. Father, help me this morning to preach in fullness and in truth. Help me to preach through the leading of the Holy Spirit with power. Help me, Father, to uh, for your word to touch the hearts of the men and women, the boys and girls that are in this room today. Thank you, Lord, for bringing them this way. And, and Lord, may they leave from here today. Uh, more in love with you and more compassionate about you and more dedicated to you and more committed to you, whatever their need is to you this day. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Perhaps the most applicable verse in the 21st century is this verse right here. Remove not the ancient landmarks from thy fa- the, uh, which thy fathers have set. How many times have we seen our government moving in and saying, we need to take down God's word. We need to take down the Ten Commandments. We need to take down biblical passages out of government institutions and, and so forth and so on. I had a, a young man who lives out of Tampa. Actually, it was it was uh, Tim Atkins, uh, Nancy's son, and he was talking about uh, uh, they, they have a, um, uh, a, a school there, in, uh, they got a lot of schools in Hillsborough County, and they cannot pray on the football field. But the very next day was the candlelight service from one of the local churches, and they had prayer and everything. And he said, man, we're living in an upside-down world. Would you not agree to that? It would just live everything. What's good is bad. What's bad is good. And, and it's just everything. But what we need, what we need and what I am impressed to speak upon uh, this morning is boldness in preaching and boldness in witnessing and witnessing and living out our faith and let people see Christ living in us. We like to talk about the good old days and sometimes we long for the good old days and sometimes I'm glad I'm not in the good old days. Uh, if you remember some of these, just say a little amen. Man, uh, you cleaned your rug by hanging it and hitting it with a stick. Y'all remember that? Yep. Movie theater was cheaper on Sunday, and you didn't have to worry about what you would see. You got the latest news from the radio. Doors of your home were seldom locked. Didn't know you were poor because everyone else was just like you. When I was growing up, we were so poor, my dad would take us to Kentucky Fried Chicken, and we'd lick everybody else's fingers. That's how poor we were. Hobos would stop at your house and then actually do a chore for you after you fed them. You knew all your neighbors and your mother would can all the vegetables before wintertime. You didn't have AC, but you didn't matter because nobody else had it, and so you didn't matter. Most men worked six days a week. Doctors made house calls carrying all they needed in a little black bag. Gay meant happy. A mouse was a rodent not something in your hand at your desk. Downloading was how you got hay into the barn. A website was a place that spiders hung out at. 
When mom said time out, it meant out in the woodshed and you, uh, you hoped it wasn't raining when you needed to use the restroom also. That goes way back when, doesn't it? Our society has come a long way, I surely would admit. I know you would too. I'm glad we don't have to beat our rugs with a stick and I'm glad we don't have uh, to go outside to an outhouse anymore. But unfortunately, our society also feels like we've outgrown our need for God. You know, we outgrow needs for things. You know, the first, the first uh, handheld Texas instrument calculator I had cost over $200. Remember that? You can buy them at Walmart now for a dollar. Some things just become obsolete, don't they? And I'm afraid we live in a nation today, in a world today, that God is becoming obsolete. We are soon becoming a mission field right here in the United States of America. We really are. There are people from Korea coming over here as missionaries to evangelize the United States of America. We need some old-fashioned preaching, and we need some bold preaching. And, and what is it? Some would say it's a tone or voice or jump in the pews, but what is the characteristic that sets the old preaching apart, the bold preaching apart? What is the characteristics of that? We need bold preaching without compromise. One of the greatest reasons America's morals uh, um, uh, is washed out is it's because it's got watered-down sermons, mamby-pamby sermons, feel-good sermons. We need preachers to say, thus saith the Lord, without an apology. Amen. A preacher without the boldness is like a knife without an edge. It's like a gun without bullets. It's like a Mustang GT without an engine. People today are very bold with their sin. Have you ever noticed that? Oh, I've done time. Not me personally, but that's what some people say. That's a badge of honor to do time. People say, well, I'm out of the closet now. This is who I am. And they flaunt it. They brag about it. And sometimes even Christians are bold <coughs> about sin, saying, well, that's who I am. Don't judge me. Sin is sin. People today need to realize that. Preachers ought to be, uh, be bold and, and crying out against sin. The need of the hour is preachers of God saying, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Billy Sunday lived in the early 1900s, and he preached boldly against sin. He was a drunkard before God saved him. And he preached much on wickedness and addiction and alcohol. And one day he was asked, uh, Billy, just tone it down, son. Tone it down. You, you, you need to, you're rubbing the cat the wrong way. Billy Graham said, turn the cat around. Bold preaching is avoided. It's feared in this century, but not back in the day. What was the difference that made any difference? It wasn't the man. It was the message. It was the message. However, the fire is preaching today. It's also gone. Though the fire wasn't the man, but the message, though it wasn't delivery, but content, the fire causes people to listen. One day, a young preacher asked John Wesley, how do you get more people to come to hear you? I, I want bigger crowds. John Wesley said, allow God to set you on fire and the people will come and watch you burn. Pray for me that the fire, pray for this preacher, that the fire of my, uh, of my content will spread to my delivery. Don't hesitate every now and then to shout amen. 
It's like saying, sick them to a dog. Bold preaching is clear, it's concise, and it's direct. It should feel like it's aimed right at you at times. You've heard this before, but bear with me. A lady went to her husband, and she said, I'm never going back to that church. That preacher follows me around all week long, and he knows all I've done wrong. And when I get there, his long 50-foot bony finger goes right to my nose every time. He and her husband said, honey, we've been going to this church for years now. You know the preacher now. He's not pointing. Yeah, he's pointing me out directly. I feel it. He said, honey, that's conviction. He said, I'm leaving the church, she said. He said, listen, do me one favor. Next Sunday, come on back to church. We'll get there early. You go in the closet right, right over there, and you just sit in there, and you listen, and he'll preach hellfire the same way. He's not preaching directly at you. He's, he's just shotgunning it out there. So she did that. She got in the closet. Preacher started preaching like he always did, and a little young man up front kept misbehaving. And the preacher calmed him down a few times, and finally the kid just wouldn't shut up. And the preacher said, young man, if you don't shut up and be still, I'm going to put you in the closet over there with the devil. (laughs) (laughs) We need dedicated Christians. We need to get our toes stepped on every now and then. We need to have to wear steel-toed shoes to church. When you go, and I love it when people come and they're looking for a church. Uh, you ought to, if, you're a, if you're a mature Christian, you ought not look for a mamby-pamby church. You ought to look for a church that preaches the word of God in fullness and truth and preaches the whole counsel of God. And unfortunately, here in our city and across our nation, compromising preachers stand up and try not to rock the boat. D.L. Moody said that good preaching will make people get right or get mad. And here's three areas that we need bold preaching in. Number one, and we need bold preaching against sin, S-I-N, sin, sin. Man calls it an accident. God calls it an abomination. And I believe in being positive, and I believe in sharing the good news, but there is no good news until you face the bad news. Your boat sinks out there in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. You had some good news going on before that happened. All of a sudden, you have some bad news, and you're on the ship to shore radio, and you're calling mayday, mayday, or you're hollering help. You're screaming for help. That's what everybody needs to see. I see their sin. They need to be crying out to God, God, save me from my sins. It's like the mail carrier who doesn't deliver all your mail. Boy, don't you just hate that? We need preachers who will deliver all of God's mail. And all we've got today is junk mail and about how to feel good about ourselves and to add society. And there's nothing wrong with that. I want to feel good about myself. I want to contribute to society. There's nothing wrong with that. But Jesus came to seek and to save that which is lost. And if we're Christians and if we're to, to be Christ-like, then we need to preach Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord of our lives. And if we'll do that, we'll see this church just explode and grow and, 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 and we, we do the right thing. And we need to be about doing the right thing. This is a brand new year. We need preachers to tell it like it is. Abortion is murder, not a choice. And if you've had an abortion, I want you to know that 1 John 1.19 is still in the Bible. I'm not condemning you. You've had an abortion, and I'm sure there are some in this room that have. It's under the blood. You've been saved, and God's forgiven you, and, and you live, and God's grace is upon you, and you just, you just continue on serving the Lord, and, and God's forgiven you about that. But the sin, one of the three major sins of this nation is abortion. 
We have killed millions of children, millions of children that could have added to our society and could have been a, a, a great contribution. I tell you what, they're not dead and gone. They're up in heaven. They're up in glory. And thanks God to that. Homosexuality is an abomination, not an alternative lifestyle. Alcoholism is a sin. It's not a symptom. It's, it's not a habit. It, it's a horrible thing, and it kills hundreds of thousands of people, innocent people, every year in automobile accidents and abuse uh, of children and wives and husbands as well. Adultery is not just an affair. It's more than just one night stand. It's a nasty sin. There's no safe sex outside of marriage. We need more blood uh, or bold preaching against sin. Secondly, we need to preach about hell. Did you know that Jesus Christ talked twice as much about hell than he did heaven? Why? Because he didn't want us to go there. I wanted, wanted to warn you. We need bold preaching like Jesus who preached on hell. Never, for, never, never, let's never forget that the plan of salvation contains some very bad news at the beginning, as I've already said. We need more preaching against sin, about hell. One lady came to me uh, yesterday in tears, and, and she said, wow, she said, I, I, the, the gospel. So I never heard it like that before. Another lady came up to me, and, and she shook my hand, and, and she said, you gave me a lot to ponder about. You gave me a lot to think about. You see, yesterday, I felt led to talk about that, that our, 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 our goodness does not get us to heaven. There's a lot of people that believe in that. Hey, we're saved by grace, plus nothing and minus nothing. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And we need to be bold in our, in our giving out the gospel. We need to talk about sin. We need to talk about and preach about, uh, about hell. Another thing, lastly, is we need to preach about sacrifice. Sacrifice. We live in a day of comfortable Christianity, but Jesus majored on sacrifice, did he not? When the disciples came to him and, oh, they wanted to, uh, you know, be a part of, uh, of what he was doing. And uh, they came up to Jesus and, and he, said, he said, we'll follow you wherever you go, Jesus. And Jesus turned to them and said, foxes have holes and birds have nests. But the son of man has no place to lay his head. He was serving just a notice. He said, I'm calling you for a life of sacrifice. Today, it's, it's all handed to us. If it's not easy, I'm not interested. These kids today, we, my grandkids, they were over one Wednesday night. They come over every Wednesday night after church, spend the night with Papa and Grandma. Made some popcorn. And, and, and we made it in a, in a pot with oil. And you had to stand there and shake it. Remember that? You remember that doing that? Yeah, you do. You don't. Now, her son's, your son's nodding his head. You don't remember. Do you remember doing that? Yeah, okay. Well, good. My apologies. I'm glad for you, son. You're, you're doing it right. And it tastes better. You get that, all them chemicals in that microwave popcorn, but boy, it's a lot easier doing it microwave. You know, we have a generation today, they, they've never lived without remote control. They never lived without microwave. Isn't that something? And so we, we need people to, to realize that, hey, to serve Christ. You know, you can sum up the word Christianity in one word. You can, serve, you, 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 you can describe the, the word ministry in one word, and that's service, right? It's service, serving. You've heard me say this a gazillion times. Others, Lord, yes, others, let this my motto be. Let me live for others that they may see Christ living in me. That's what it's all about. And listen, I get tired, and you get tired. We all get tired. 
But boy, we got to remember who we prayed for today. Hey, did you pray this morning before you came to church? I mean, did you earnestly say, God, fill the house. God, bring people to the church house. People drive by and look at our sign out front. And, then, and we ought to put on the sign right now, signs, signs dead, message inside or something like that. Our new sign will be done. Say the sign, people. By, the, by, the, by next Sunday, you'll have a, uh, a new electronic sign out front out there. It's going to be gorgeous. It's going to be great. But, uh, but people drive by, and they see the sign, and they just pull in. It's service. We need to be serving the Lord. Here's a note left by a dying missionary in Africa. I want you to listen carefully as we conclude the message this morning. It was found on his desk. It's a little lengthy, but you listen it's powerful. Would this, would this, I pray to God that I could uh, uh, grab a hold of a lot of this right here. Listen to this letter of this dying missionary in Africa that he left on his desk. He says, I'm part of the fellowship of the unashamed. I have stepped over the line. The decision has been made. I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. I won't look back, look, uh, uh, look back. Uh, I won't let up. I won't slow down. I won't back away or, or I, I won't be still. My past is redeemed. My present makes sense. My future is secure. I'm finished and done with low living, sight walking, small planning, smooth knees, colorless dreams, tame visions, mundane talking, cheap living, and dwarf goals. I no longer need preeminence, prosperity, position, promotion or popularity. I, I don't have to be right, first, tops, recognized, praised, regarded, or rewarded. I now live by faith. I lean on his presence, walk by patience, lifted by prayer, and labor by power. My face is set. My, my gate is fast. My goal is heaven. My road is narrow. My way rough. My companions few. But my guide is reliable. My mission is clear. I cannot be bought, deluded, delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice. Hesitate in the presence of the adversary. Negotiate at the table of the enemy or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I won't give up, shut up, let up until I have stayed up, stored up, prayed up, paid up, preached up for the cause of Christ. I am a disciple of Jesus. I must go till he comes, God, till he calls me home, give till I drop, preach till I, all I know, and work till he stops me. What a letter. What a man that was sold out to God, a missionary in the jungles of Africa. We need more preaching on sacrifice, on hell, and on judgment of sin. In other words, today's message starts with me, this preacher. But when we also need Christians uh, who will get seriously sold out to God, I'm talking about Sunday school teachers that are visiting their classes. I'm talking about Sunday school teachers that are visiting with their boys and girls and the men and women in their classes. I'm talking about um, uh, deacons that are deaconing. And I'm talking about uh, uh, the, 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 um, uh, all the members in our church getting busy about serving the Lord. And I never want to forget the, 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 the foundation of Jesus Christ that this church is founded on. And I'm talking about the church of God, the, 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 the word of God being the foundation. Jesus Christ is the foundation. He's the cornerstone. And it's all about him. It's not about us. And aren't we glad that while God calls us to do some things that we think is just incomprehensible, God, there's no way I can do that. You're right. There is no way you can do it. But God can do it through us. God can do it through you. 
Let go and let God and just say, God, with your help, I'll do what you'd have me to do. With your help, I'll take that bridge track and I'll hand it to somebody. I'll look for somebody that, that looks down and sad and, and I'll go to them and, I'll, and I'll, I'll talk to them and say, can I pray for you? All the person can do is look at you and go, no, get out of here. But I've never, I've never had anybody in my 61 years of life, I've never said, can I pray for you? I've never been turned down that I can recall. I've never been turned down to do that. Boy, there's ways, just say, can I pray for you? And that just opens a door of opportunities right there. I was walking out of the hospital the other day and a guy had a bandage from the tip of his fingers all the way up to his elbow. I said, man, you been in a knife fight or something? Yeah, he had. <laughs> I didn't know it. 12-year-old girl, this guy was in his 40s. This 12-year-old girl went berserk on him and stabbed him and stabbed his arm full up and fingers and everything. And I got to witness to him and share Christ with him and give him a bridge track and pray with him. And, 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 and you know, maybe, maybe a whole, and, and, and let's, give, let's give room for the Holy Spirit to, to, as you leave that track, you talk to somebody, as you witness to somebody, let's don't negate. You've got the power of God upon you. You've got the Holy Spirit on your side. And a lot of people think, well, you know, I, 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 I no, no, it's, he can, he can. Hello, friends. This is Pastor Tom Porter of Temple Baptist Church in Titusville, Florida. I would like to thank you for joining me in this podcast and bringing the good news that Jesus Christ is the risen Savior. There is no problem too big and no blessing too small when Jesus is the Lord of our lives. I would like to ask you a question. When you die, where will you spend eternity? Will you spend it with Jesus forever or be eternally separated from him? You know, the Bible says, whosoever calleth upon the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved from their sins. You know, it's God's desire for you to have faith in his son, Jesus Christ. Your sins have separated you from God. You must admit to God that you're a sinner and ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins. Jesus bridges that gap between you on this earth and heaven. Will you accept Jesus as your personal savior today? It's easier than you think. You can pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I admit to you that I'm a sinner. I realize that you paid the penalty for my sins on the cross and I want to receive you into my life right now. Save me from my sins. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you just prayed that prayer with me, then you've been born into the family of God. Thanks for listening. Resolved is a production of Temple Baptist Church, Titusville, Florida, USA. For notes on this message and others, you can find them at resolved.podbean.com. If you wish to send us a question or comment, you can email them to us at resolved.tbc at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Resolved Podcast. Make sure you visit our website at www.templebc.net. If you're ever in our area, we hope that you'll come by and see us. Remember, Jesus is Lord. Take care and God bless you.